0: Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. Before the Feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon, the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. He rose from the supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with a the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me simon peter said to him master then not only my feet but my hands and head as well jesus said to him whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed for he is clean all over so you are clean but not all for he knew who would betray him for this reason he said not all of you are clean So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on, and reclined at table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I therefore the master and teacher have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate today the beginning of the Holy Triduum in this Mass of Holy Thursday. And we celebrate it in this new and interesting context. Today the Church will be at least half full There were just 10 people here. But the first, last supper, the Last Supper, was an experience of a few people. It was a Passover meal in the upper room, in a sense, in a family context. So you are also living the Last Supper in the closeness of your home with people you love, like Jesus did. And today, as you know from your Catholic faith, we celebrate the giving of three gifts, the gift of the Eucharist, the gift of the priesthood, and the institution of the new commandment, the commandment of charity. And we can enter this night through so many angles. But let us enter to this Holy Thursday through the eyes of Saint Paul. We just read the second reading was from Paul to the Corinthians, the narrative of the institution of the Eucharist. St. Paul never met Jesus in person. He was not an eyewitness of the miracles or preaching of Jesus. He did meet him in a private revelation on his way to Damascus. And even after that experience, especially in the Acts of the Apostles, and in Second Corinthians, you see that Paul had following visions of Jesus. But his kind of day-to-day experience of the Lord, his day-to-day contact with Jesus, was both through prayer, but also through the celebration of the Mass. St. Paul was both a prophet, a great preacher, but also he was a priest. He ordained other people like Timothy, as we read in First Timothy, that he lay on hands on him. So for sure he was a prophet and for sure he was a presbyter. How are those masses of St. Paul? With whom did he celebrate? What did he experience? What can he teach us? I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, says Paul in the second reading tonight. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Paul narrates the institution of the Eucharist because it's something he celebrated on a regular basis so three words we can explore the first one is belonging the second one is forgiveness and the last one is presence first Paul experienced a great belonging every time he celebrated the mass the one who was scattering and separating the church before Damascus then he experienced the blessing of being part of a community of disciples. He says in the reading we just heard, I receive from the Lord what I also handed on to you. I receive from the Lord and also from the disciples. When he went to Jerusalem, he spent 15 days with Peter, with John. They spoke about Jesus. So, would they? told me I share with you the word is I pass on tradition hand it on to you so Paul inserts after Damascus himself into this community of life this river of life the tradition of the church and he passed it on to others so every time he celebrated the mass although he was separated from Peter, and John and the other disciples, through the celebration of the Mass, he experienced this bonding experience, this being part of a bigger whole, this belonging to a great community, a universal community of faith that is a Catholic Church. And I think that's the first thing Paul can teach us. Although we are separated and we cannot see each other We cannot sing together. We are part of the mystical body. We are part of also the triumphant church. And every time we celebrate the Mass, we are drawn to the heart of Christ and become one in Him, like the spokes of a bicycle that moves towards the hub. As we are drawn to Jesus, we become close to each other. And I was reflecting how... Today, Father Lucas, Fariban from the St. John Society are celebrating the Mass in Washington, D.C., Father Maximus Father Matthias in Corvallis, the Pope in Rome, Archbishop Sample today at 5.30 p.m., and all the priests who will celebrate the Mass who knows where. We are united in Christ and with all Catholics that today begin to walk and want to follow Jesus in this tridium, we are united also through the celebration of the Mass and the action of the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing Paul experienced, being part of a bigger whole. The second one is forgiveness. Paul says today, as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Whenever you celebrate the Mass, you drink the bread and drink the cup and eat his bread. You proclaim the death of Jesus. Paul, who was not at the foot of the cross like Mary and John, he says, every time I celebrate the Mass, I proclaim, I experience, I partake of the cross of Jesus. And I receive his forgiveness. He washes away my sins in his own blood. Paul was very much aware of the mercy of Christ. From being a persecutor, he became a priest. From scattering the church, he became an instrument. And he might have always kept in his heart the voice of Jesus. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he had always kept fresh in his heart the memory of the second chance Jesus gave him. And this experience of pardon, this memory of forgiveness, was made effective and relieved every time he celebrated the Mass. The one who could not partake physically by standing at the foot of the cross. Sacramentally, he received those graces. And that's why, like Paul, we receive that forgiveness every time we celebrate the Mass. So many sections of his letters, he says, Jesus loves me. Like Galatians, he gave himself up for me. And those words became reality in the celebration of the Mass. And this is also what we see in the Gospel, the washing of the feet. Jesus says to Peter, You are clean. You are clean. He's not meaning that his feet are clean, although maybe they were clean because Jesus cleaned them. Because he says, One of you I cleaned them and he's not clean. He's referring to Judas. So he's not referring to physical kind of cleanliness. He's referring to the cleansing power of his friendship. Jesus begins the Holy Triduum, washing our feet, forgiving us. He begins his Holy Triduum saying, you are clean, no matter how your land was, you are clean believe in that power of his love to change you and contemplate these three days where he will forgive you and make you clean. And that's what Paul experienced. The love of Jesus was able to change that hardened heart. And the last experience of Paul was the presence of Jesus. Every time Paul celebrated the Mass, he experienced that Jesus was with him, alive. Many times Paul shares that Jesus alive spoke with him. One time when he was preaching in Corinth on the night, he received a vision where Jesus said to him, be not afraid, keep preaching. I am with you. So Paul through prayer experienced that Jesus was alive. That Jesus was with him. Right there. That he was contemporary. Not trapped in time. To the Philippians he says, May you experience the power of his resurrection. But this certainty became real. More profound every time he celebrated the Mass. Could you picture Paul holding the bread in his hands and repeating the words he shared with the Corinthians? This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance for me. And every time he celebrated the Mass, the mystery, of the resurrected presence of Jesus, hidden, veiled in the host, took place. The same Christ that appeared to him on the way to Damascus, that enveloped him with his light, was there with him, now in a veiled manner, in a hidden manner under the sacrament of the Eucharist. And that's why Today we can celebrate the Mass. We are not less fortunate than Paul. When we celebrate the Mass, and as we celebrate this Last Supper Mass, we believe that he is with us. We believe that he is alive. We believe that he can make us new today. And today... We cannot celebrate the Mass together, in a sense. We are separated from one another, and some more isolated. But Paul was also, many times of his life, isolated. He was in jail many times. The last time before being martyred, he was in Rome, in kind of a home prison. But he shares in the letters that he was alone. We don't know, maybe he celebrated the Mass, maybe not. But what we do know is that he was abandoned. And he says to Timothy in the second letter, try to join me soon, to Timothy, his beloved disciple. For Demas, one of his disciples that left him, enamored of the present world, deserted me. Luke is the only one with me. Alexander, the Coppermith did me a great deal of harm. At my first defense, no one appeared on my behalf. But everyone deserted me. May not be held against them. And look at this. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength. In the midst of that isolation, says Paul, the Lord stood by me and gave me strength. May the same be true of each one of us. Especially if you feel more separated. May you know that the Lord stands by you, giving you strength.